Okay, chapter 26 on galaxies. Um, so galaxies were um, uh, uh, discovered by Edwin Hubble. He realized that Andromeda Galaxy was uh, actually not a nebula as we thought, but actually outside of our own galaxy. And again, he used that um, using uh, uh, variable stars and standard candles. Um, so Andromeda Galaxy there is a great image of it. Figure 26.2, just a beautiful image of a neighboring galaxy. All those other little stars are in our own galaxy, um, but the the fuzziness is out there in its own galaxy. And you can see in Andromeda, there's a couple satellite galaxies that it's absorbing too, just like we are absorbing a couple. Um, so there's a nice story there about Edwin Hubble. Uh, again, you should read that if you want. Um, spiral galaxies here. So main thing, right, spiral galaxies, we've got different types, and we've got the barred spiral and the regular spiral. But then there's um, uh, elliptical galaxies, and it's just defined by their shape. And then the spiral galaxies classifications A, B, and C, basically on how tightly those arms are bound, um, which is uh, pretty cool. So elliptical galaxies are very old, so make sure you read about these. Um, they're gold, they're very large usually. Um, they look like footballs in every direction. The stars orbit on all whizzy ways. I don't know what WYSIWYS means, but uh, they're all different ways. Um, and then there's irregular galaxies, which have no uh, no shape, really, that you could classify a galaxy as. Um, uh, properties of galaxies. So masses of a galaxy, again, by looking at the mass of the galaxy and measuring the rotation speed, you try to get an idea of what's going on. Um, but uh, uh, we've, we find that every galaxy is probably missing or has a bunch of dark matter in it because it doesn't have enough matter to explain the motion of the stars. Um, so there's some characteristics of galaxies here based on mass, how many how many stars are in the galaxies. Um, it's usually hundreds of billions of stars, uh, but ellipticals and irregulars could be small or big, uh, but spiral galaxies are quite large uh, usually. And so you can see an elliptical galaxy could be 3,000 uh, light years across, but a spiral galaxy is no less than 15,000 light years across, so they, they're usually much bigger um, than the ellipticals or, or irregulars. But a uh, elliptical could be greater than 700,000 uh, light years across, so the biggest galaxies in the universe are usually elliptical galaxies. Um, let's see, continuing on, the mass-to-light ratio, we don't really care about that um, too much. But again, we're trying to compare the light to the mass that we see, the visible light. Um, variable stars here. So variable stars are really cool because um, they blink, and their blinkness is related to their uh, mass. Uh, sorry, not their mass, their luminosity. So we can measure how far away they are uh, because they are standard candles. And that's how Edwin Hubble discovered that uh, uh, Andromeda was outside of our uh, um galaxy. And so then uh, another standard candle besides the variable stars are the type 1a supernova. Every time they explode, remember the binary systems, um, they emit the same amount of light 4.5 billion times the mass of the sun. And, um, you know, that's really f amazing. Uh, there's a picture 26.12 showing a star going supernova at peak intensity. Um, and it's part of that galaxy that's out there uh, in that image, but it's way on the edge. And you see that it's just just out unbelievably bright. Um, so yeah, the methods for estimating the distances, take a look at those. 
planetary nebula, Cepheid variables, uh, type 1a supernovas. We don't really care about the Tully-Fisher relation and redshifts. And so all of those um, can be used to measure the distances to um, the uh, uh, stars, to, or to, to those galaxies. But you can see um, using nebula, you can only get about 70 million light years away. Using type 1a supernova, that gets you out to 11,000 million light years. So 11 billion light years. Um, and then by using Hubble's law, that gets you to the edge of the universe 13 billion light years away. Okay, and then the universe is expanding. Another observation of Hubble was that um, uh, by measuring the, uh, uh, d the redshift of the galaxies, he realized that they follow a line of y equals mx plus b. And the further away it is, the faster away it's moving. And that, that means that the universe is expanding. Um, and that's Hubble's law. And then Hubble's constant uh, is, that, is the speed uh, relationship between distance and recession velocity. Um, and then what it allows you to do is determine the age of the universe using the uh, Hubble time. And we get about 13.7 billion years from that, plus or minus, and then plus a bunch of other things. Um, so the expansion of the universe um, is the space between the stars is you know getting bigger. Gravity is more than enough power, powerful enough to stop that or overcome that expansion at it, within a galaxy, but you get between galaxies where there's just empty space, and then you, you're just creating space. Actually, empty space creates more space, uh, and then it actually pushes the uh, um, things apart. And so uh, it's, it's like expanding raisin bread in this picture 26.17, right? So make sure you understand that, that the bread gets bigger, the raisins don't, but the space between the raisins gets bigger. And uh, that's basically what's happening. So um, we'll talk more about that in the next uh, section. Okay, bye. Well, in two sections or something. Okay, bye.